Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears, ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie, WMVP, WSHE, HD2 Chicago, a good karma brand's radio station. Well, thanks as always for listening and calling into today's show. Great job, Ike. Kevin Zipak and Adam Abdallah. Abdallah's on tonight with Tyler again. They had a good show last night. They'll oh, do it again yeah. tonight. Six He's to eight. Made himself the target of a lot of people's eyes. Oh, and he, we, God he, forbid, he Adam, our show today. Thought, my God. Woo! I know. My goodness, look out, Doc! You better watch out. The hive's coming. So the fishbane's going to have Ever a lot, seen of, anything lot like of hate this? mail, too, in his box this morning, in his inbox. Everything. Uh, I mean, yeah, maybe we have, but. Yeah, there are like people what? are. We're sports fans. We're all around. Uh, but like this? Yeah, Sylvie, like I, Sylvie and I had this conversation like weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks ago, and maybe, but at this point, the crazy thing is like, if he had Trevor Lawrence's numbers, I could see it. You'd be like, "What you?" And Trevor Lawrence wasn't good this no. year. No, I just don't. I I struggle to see it. I I do. Schmitzy wrote uh, a pretty good odd. Such a, had a had a good like. And maybe it's because he's such a likable kid. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I got nothing wrong. Well, people with, are with, like Justin people, Fields, the person. People want to I mean, reference on. all of his teams. All of his teammates should love him. He's a good kid. He's a good leader. He's a hard worker. He works hard. I yeah. Mean, why would any of his teammates? I, but that doesn't mean turn that heel you can, on him. You know, you can successfully guide this not. franchise well, going forward. With, you know, if he he can't get better as as a pocket passer, we just haven't seen the the requisite things that you expect to see out of a quarterback in this league. Uh, other than the exciting flash plays when he runs, he's an incredible athlete. Carm, the best runner, way, but... the best way I can describe it, and like he hasn't been dealt a good hand. There's no question. I think we all agree with that. But it just across the board hasn't been good enough consistently enough. Just hasn't hasn't been good enough consistently it enough. Has not. The whole thing. It has not. And he may be the victim of bad timing as well as he's starting to because I put the tape on of his last two games and he made. There's a lot of improvement there. Especially there really the Atlanta is. game. Absolutely. And he wasn't, I mean, he wasn't. They didn't lose to the Packers and only score nine points because Justin was awful. No. That offensive line was a disaster. Yeah, they had a rough game. And, you they know, had a rough they, game. But, but the Packers know how to play them. Yes. Well, there's three things here, guys. I mean, uh, number one is he's got all the talent in the world. That's one thing that all the Justin Fields supporters see. He's got every box checked. From a athletically, yeah. uh, for, yes, from a sure. from an arm talent standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, yeah. from a leadership standpoint, he checks every box that way. Number two, he, the Bears have done him no favors. And three, from a timing standpoint, yes. it's uh, it, it's not the most fair thing because usually you don't you aren't faced with the number one overall pick staring you after year three right that's what has made this an expedited that's true changing those three things are what have the field supporters bubbling over and what has made this such a polarizing topic it is wild the timing of it is wild yeah. because if in a in a normal circumstance, if you were going into year four and you had the number one pick, you stink and nobody would be arguing. Correct. But they won seven games it, it, and they have that pick because of a trade. Right. It's very if, it's very unique. Oh, you're right. right, right. Or if you're you, you have the tenth pick, you Correct. have the twelfth pick. Yes. You're not talking yes. quarterback. It is very unique. You're, you're, you're right. like, let's when play you, this out in year four and then yeah. we'll see. When yeah. you put it all together, it is a situation that A is unique and B. 
you can make a really good case for pivoting and going the other direction. And, and that's a struggle for some people because they're fans of, of Justin. And mm-hmm. rightfully, they've got, a, they've got a gripe that I think resonates. And there is validity to it that he hasn't been given the best of situations. But by the same token, there are things that he could have done to raise the level of play for himself and others that didn't materialize at times. You can't be as middle of the pack or and sometimes inept and it all be everyone but you. Right. Or, or yeah. it all be you. Right. It's collective culpability. Yes. And they just find themselves in a this is a you know, a result of unique timing and circumstance. It really is. I think you guys described it perfectly. And we got months of this, you guys. Oh yeah. No, oh, it'll yeah. go fast. It always does, but we got months of this. And as we I think we've all said, get it right. Get it right. Yeah. I mean, like, easy for us to say, but that's what you're, that's your job now. That's, that's what right. you're paid for. Like, can you finally <laughs> get, it right. get it right? Like, get can right. you finally do this? Yeah. You have one job, right? Uh, Isn't yeah. that the old line? Yeah. You had one and, job. And, and Carm, your job. And Carm, you, I heard you guys start the show with the reference to the article about how good the Bears did with the draft. They were top five. Good they news, were bad news. They were fifth. Right. Bad but news is? Green Bay and Detroit were ahead of you. And they're still playing in the playoffs right. this year. Right. So, I mean, like, there are <laughs> a lot of, lot of things that Ryan Poles has done that I think we all appreciate and think has pointed them in the, in the yeah, right direction. Absolutely. The, I, like, the decision I on the coaches got me a little... Like, just what was your process? Like, I understand some of the good stuff. I'm not going to completely distance myself from that. But I guess they would tell you their process was they're there every day. They've seen it. And he keeps referencing the way he steadied that ship in that building through the most tumultuous start you can imagine. It's great. You won seven games. I mean, it's not like you won 12 games. Like, at the end of the day, you still. And by the way, I acknowledge that. But when did it turn to the, to the, to the, to the from the dark side to the bright side defensively. Um, you well, can really turn when Sweat got here. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. I'm not taking credit away from him, but I'm also going to point to something that yeah. was done that made Montez Sweat makes everybody a better player on yeah. that side of the ball and makes you a better coach. Yes. It also probably, if you look directly, coincided with Gordon coming back. I mean, yeah. they did get healthy. Sure. Gordon played that position well, I thought. He time. did. It's a tough, that tough is ask a, to play that nickel and, spot. And, and, and his well. defense, the style they're playing, yeah. that's he's kind of the glue in a lot yeah. of ways. Yeah, so I think that's those those things certainly help to get the Bears trending in a better direction. Yeah, I mean, you know, if like you're throwing away last year because you were trying to lose, and then I guess you're throwing away the first four weeks of this year, too, it's like... Why? You created that. That's what I'm... Like, I'm not throwing the first four. That's what they're saying. I'm wondering the same thing. I would ask the why just like you guys do. Why are we throwing that away? I'm not. I think they are. In their minds, I think it's like, no, we'll wipe that. There was it was there was some rough stuff happening and Alan Williams and you know He steadied well, the well, ship for the rough like, seas that they that, created. That they created. Yeah. You well, were you know, prepared we did, to we pay let, the Packers we, in week one. Your guy was Alan Williams, right. who was doing bad things. They, like you went to Kansas City and they had their highest output of the year when what about that the offense struggled game? all year. What about the Tampa? And you game? lost. I mean, it's like you left. We're the, throwing that out. You uh, left the dock and sailed right into a storm. And then when you said, "Oh hell, that's a storm," you turned around and went a different direction. Well, maybe I, don't set course for the storm. Not just those four, but then those those three collapses. Yeah, I just I don't know. I don't know. 
I'm kind of with you guys. I don't, I don't get it either. Uh, I don't know what the process was, but they keep throwing in our face. Look at the way the ship was steadied. And we're throwing out last year. And don't worry about the 0-4 start and the three major collapses. Everything else is good. Well, you got your, you know, what well, handed to lot, you up it's in Green Bay. how much it sounds a lot like. Did we get the quarterback position yeah. right? No. Did we win games? No. Everything else Two is years fine. Ago. Yeah. Okay. And, look, I hope the, you're right. The, I hope they're right. The first loss of the season to Green Bay, to me, was the, the one that, that was the worst loss. Yeah. And they finished the season doing the exact same thing. The, the margin of victory may have been different. That didn't look any different to me. Of course not. Didn't look any different. Looked exactly the same, 17 weeks and apart. The, their quarterback lit up your defense for 550 yards in two games. Yeah. 561 yards. Yeah. What? <laughs> I mean, and like everything's good? It's work to be done, guys. Some work to be done. I don't know. I hope they're right. Me too. I can't say it any more clearly. <laughs> I hope they're right. I, I agree. And I hope they get it right going forward. Absolutely. Let's go. Let's go, Bears. We all deserve it. Don't we, though? We do. You don't get what you deserve. You Pe- get what you get. Pe- <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Thank you, get, you know what the coach Here used to tell us? Coach Dick used to tell us, kids, John. not kids, guys, right. you get you in life what you're willing to tolerate. Well, that's right. That's the message um, that we got from Coach Ditka. If you're willing to tolerate this, this is what you're going to get. Is that what Coach used to say? Yeah, you get in life, guys, what you're willing to tolerate. Right. I mean, the world doesn't care. No, no, of course not. You know he saying? doesn't really mean that. We're sort of saying that in a... No, that's you, like in you, a, don't in a Bears don't deserve yeah, right. anything. Bears no. fans don't deserve anything. Okay, know you get, we're saying get it like you get. Yeah. We know the reality sports. of it. We know yeah. the reality of it. Am Coach Ditka just came I, into the studio. Am I the only guy that's happy Eberflus is back? I like Eberflus. <laughs> I think he's one hell of a coach. What do you like? I, I, I like the fact that he steadied the ship this year. You want to sit and talk about 3-13. and 13. You guys are all sitting here ago? lauding the plan. I listen to you guys. You guys mumble and talk all the time. <laughs> it doesn't bother me. I let you yeah. guys do it. Yeah, Listen, at three and pipe down over there. Didn't have to get personal. at three and fourteen. Okay, you intentionally went about the business of losing. If you're not going to judge anybody on that, then don't judge them on it. Well, that's what I said. If they're not judging that, well, they're I'm not judging on the zero four start. Like, where the, does the judging begin? The judging begins when they start turning around. They start winning games. Mm, interesting. The, the, when when you losing coaches left and right, and you start winning games, and the, it's the way they started winning games. I came at you five weeks before the end of the season, and I said, you know what? I've seen something. They're his and coaches that he hired. And it doesn't make a difference. They're He's got to hire his new coaches. They're gone now. You're trusting him to hire They're new coaches. Now. I, I've never been in an interview where you know, I'm sitting there asking a guy, by the way, are, 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 you, are you a weirdo? Careful. Are, oh, are, Luke Ketsy wasn't a weirdo. Luke Ketsy was bad at his is, job. Is there something salacious in your background that I, I, I need to be worried about? Yurko, you're asking him to I'm read. I'm talking about boo. the coaches that I, were removed. I'm talking the about the entire that, offensive staff. Well, at the end that's of it. going to be tasked the, with developing a quarterback the, or getting fields up and going. End of it. Well, it's going to be a new staff, so you got what so you wanted. So why do you trust, why you do wanted, you trust you, Eberflus you to hire that staff correctly? You wanted people to get fired. Who? 
You did. No, yeah, I wanted, the, wanted, I, the I wanted a new hard. head coach. You wanted I wanted, fired. I wanted Andy Reid. New Reed. head coach gets everybody you're fired. You're just talking you're now to You're not going to get Andy Reid. Yeah, we're not. I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. You want an aged, decrepit, 72-year-old Jim, Jim Harbaugh's available. You want an aged, decrepit. The, the greatest coach in the sport's available. Like they're, 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 it's you the, know he's not coming. Come here, on, so. seventy-two whoa, 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 years old. Who's coaching the Chicago Mike, Bears? Mike Vrabel's available. Tell him what you said why no. Pete Carroll and, and Bill Belichick would never for two seconds contemplate coaching the Chicago Bears. Come they on. know who the owner of the team is. They've been in the league long enough. Forever. They know who the owner. Just let's they know who the owner. Let, let, let's fold Be up the tent. No, Vrabel or Harbaugh maybe, but you know Bill Belichick's not coming to coach. I asked for Jim Harbaugh. I don't think Harbaugh will come here again. My whole point was. If if you have to hire a new Harbaugh OC, want to come here. if you have to hire, who says who? He might who? not. He might not come but here. says who? Says me. I'm you, you don't know if you I, don't ask. That's true. I'm telling you. That's so true. You're, you're making these general assumptions no, when no, you didn't would, even would, go and ask. Would, and that's bad on them. Would you be shocked if Jim Harbaugh was like, <laughs> no well, thanks. I wouldn't be, sh- I wouldn't be shocked I mean, if, Jim Har- if Jim Harbaugh looked at the Chargers and, who, and he has... Effusely Dean praised Spanos the is one of the, the cheapest owners in all of sports. He doesn't even own his own uh, stadium. He, has to he lease rents it. it from another <laughs> NFL team. But but come Dean on, Spanos like, you know what I'm alive? saying? Uh, Whatever Spanos owns, I thought Dean Spanos was dead. It's the son, okay, isn't the, it? the son Spanos, John, son Spanos, <laughs> Billy, <laughs> Billy Spanos, when Johnny, both when Johnny Spanos. Spanos. Listen, hold on. When, Mr. Name over here. Our good he's friend, always correct with the names. When our good friend Jim Harbaugh. And I say our good friend only because you know. I'd love Waddle to like have a real conversation. When so our know. good friend Jim Harbaugh was having tough times in Michigan and job openings opened up here in the city of Chicago, I'm sure at some point he had reached out and said, "Listen, things aren't going great for me up here. I'd love to get back into the NFL, and I would love to be able to coach the Chicago Bears." Oh, you think so? I believe. I believe. I've in heard you say this. This has happened in the past. Okay. And the Bears had no interest in Jim Harbaugh mm-hmm. when things were a little tough for him up there. Now. When he said, I'm on top of the world. He's the cock of the walk now. Down on creation. And he has got everything going. Do you think that he will now come here and bail out the Chicago Bears? No. He would look for the best case scenario Can I sing for you another himself. song? If it's Listen to the yeah. money talk. Yeah. Come I, I on, come on. Well, not usually your genre. That's rock well, and roll. Well, this is, this is the station for ACDC, yeah. is it not? Yes, it is. Good call. Not your genre. I like ACDC. Okay. Yeah, who doesn't? Who doesn't? But you're also talking about the Bears. They're going to pay a coach $20 million a year? Well, like, we should ask for it. No, I'm Again, asking. It doesn't mean what reality but is. But, Johnny, that you're, you're drawing a line between the Bears won't pay someone $20 million, no, and I love the head coach. There's, like, not a, I mean, there's not a line. I think what I the scenario I played out for you really happened. And Jim Harbaugh, if he is one thing, Are he, you is, reporting that? he is a somewhat sensitive man. I think all coaches are. Yeah, they can be, yeah. And if they felt like they've been jilted in the past. Right. And I don't know this because I haven't asked him the question, but I think that there is something, and maybe I will at some point. And maybe there is something knowing Jim that I do believe, this is my own speculation, no, yeah, that there would be interest in him coming here. Just like he went back to Michigan with Bo. That he would want to take over for Dipka. That's just some speculating that I would think that that would be something that he would definitely entertain or would think about it. I'd be, I'd love to know the answer. You're the so only thing I'm saying. I would is, love to know. It, back to the process of of 
if you have to replace your OC and you have to replace your DC and an entire offensive staff, why not just start from scratch? Because they believe in him. Why? The players do. But they but, believe in yeah, him. They why? believe in Justin, and you might replace Justin. Because they found a way to win. Well, listen, but every win. individual player is up for an individual analysis. Mm. That's the process that they're going through. Who do we want to keep? Who don't we want to they keep? They got their ass kicked by the Justin Packers Fields. twice. Justin, yeah, go ahead. They lost three games in monumental collapse fashion. I think that the the I think I think things change next year. Like they have spent the last year and a half, two years in a us against the world environment where they're rallying around each other. Nobody thinks anything about us. We're in a full rebuild. Now when expectation levels go up a little sure. bit, yeah. then the mentality in the locker room changes. It's not all, hey, nobody believes in us. People are going to pick this Bears team to, watch to finish too. much higher in the division right. and be a team to keep an eye on. Their over-under next year will be set at nine, if they're not nine and a half. They're going to be the third favorite in the division, though, guys. Well, maybe. They're not going to be favorite over maybe. the Maybe, correct. The that could be, but Carm, inside the right. NFC, you look at the NFC South, you look at some of the teams in the NFC West, yeah. they're going to be considered better than most of those teams. Right. And though though they got their asses kicked by Green Bay, and nobody denies that. The first game and the last game, they got their butts kicked. There's no gray area. Nobody's sitting here trying to paint you a, a rosy picture about what happened. But I will offer you this. The theoretical next best team in the division, or the, or the first best team, is Detroit. And the Bears have matched up against Detroit yeah. very well. Yep. Right. They, and split they, with them. they split with the them. The Detroit Lions very well. They, 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 they blew a 12-point lead again. Oh, with under four well. minutes. You, they played you, you, you want to get down to specifics? Yeah, I do. I just said, how did uh, they specifics play? Specifics count. They played they, them very well. They played they, well the last and, two years. But that seems to me they, like it, they, it will continue. They had a 12-point so like lead that. with under four minutes to play. And in a historic fashion, like no team has ever lost before. They choked it away. They made a lot of history. Defense. They I did get it. Last they year made too. a lot of they history. They did last year, too. But, yeah. but Yurko is not wrong, though. They They're have historic. played that team well. They, the they last have. Year. They match up well with him. They don't match up well with Green Bay, and they don't That's match right. up well with Minnesota. Well, they beat Minnesota. Uh, right. So hold with jo- on. Joshua Dobbs. Well, it doesn't mean if you ain't got a healthy yeah, quarterback. Yeah, come on. Whose problem that is that? If they don't have a healthy quarterback. That's not about matchups. Why don't, they have a, why don't they have a better second backup quarterback? No. We're talking matchups. I'm sorry, but that matters. Either way, Eberflus has taught these guys how to win. He took them to the to the to the depths of hell. Loose is loose. He took them to the depths of hell. He took them there. They shocked. took him there. No, no. I he think the reason why is you're going Apple. They all I went together. I think this is the Yurko Apple no, game. No, no, no. I'm not I a coach know your killer. Game. Still looking you're a for coach shoes. killer. Oh, I know what you for shoes. Coach killer. That's your that's your genre. Uh, not your you're genre. Not, but that's your mantra. Doesn't want to hitch his, hitch his wagon to you're Devin Hester. Killer. Everybody but, uh, wants to Matt Eberflus. He's hitching his wagon. Who's the best returner of all time? Devin Hester. I mean, no, he's that's not with true. Pompeii on Twitter this morning. That's not true. Oh, were you really? I was. Not Dan Pompey. Fighting, but like the great required. Dan Pompey. Like, yeah, Dan, Dan Pompey is like a true he's gem. John he's Dan Pompey is the best. Not he only a very established, he's also a great guy. I gave him who's the greatest returner of all time. I gave him the name. <laughs> I know. I go if you're going to fight for somebody, <laughs> fight for the right guy. That's all I did. Tell I gave him the correct name. Travis Roadrunner Williams. Bang zoom. The he's most productive in NFL football history. The most productive returner in NFL football history. That's why you're going special. It can't though. be denied. I, I do love it. It cannot be denied. He's the party. son of is a you-know-what over here. It. How long was, he, how so long was he doing what he's... Well, he played back when special teamers were just junk anyway. 
Right. And if you couldn't play a position, you couldn't play in the NFL. So but that's I'm what also he saying, like, how long? What was his? He had a hundred. I think he had 115 returns. He had Did six he? or seven returns for touchdowns. Uh, right? For touchdowns, yes, out of like a hundred returns. Out of a hundred, a hundred is that hundred returns? How many is? Is that a lot? No, not? it's not. I mean, Devin's so it's got like 375. Well, isn't uh, part of returns. being a Hall of Famer not only being What's as good as it, but, but What's you your want, productivity? But per, it's also per kick. What's your productivity per kick? It's your ability to play exceptionally played, high for a long period of time. Half the too. years you played, you didn't have a touchdown return. Okay. The best is half that, the years you played, you didn't have a touchdown return. <laughs> you won't. So what did you do for fifty percent of your career? You didn't do crap. You won't hit your wagon. Well, I would you say timeout. Just you because you just because you didn't score a touchdown didn't mean you were crap. A third of the football. It's not a third. Okay, but now you've well, then changed. Don't make the no, touchdown. Then don't make the touchdown okay, no, argument. No, 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 if touchdowns don't matter, I didn't say don't they make didn't, the touchdown you said argument. You, then you weren't worth a crap. Maybe you didn't get in the end zone, but you were worth a crap. Right. That could be. I mean, you still could have had a good average punt return, a kickoff return. It's not a third of the well, game. Yes. It's a different we know that. No, I understand. We know, we now know you're, that. you're just... I know. I'm just letting you guys know what the facts are. All these facts... You're doing the Johnny two-step right now. ...get layered on top of each other as the monumental fact... Of who the greatest returner in the history of football was, Travis Roadrunner Williams. Next, Yurko's going where's to give Pi- you the details. He's going to tell you about how Mike Lansford is the best kicker of all that, time. Nobody cares about kickers. And nobody cares about punters. <laughs> Just wait till. Uh... Nobody cares about kickers and punters. I'm sorry, Robbie Gold. Oh, no, no, no. Don't you dare. Don't you dare go after. Oh, stop it. Is his internship over with us? Thank God. It's not an internship. Thank God. What was that? Internship? Robbie's the best. Sweet, my God. Uh, Robbie's going to ramp up this his is, this uh, is, Hall of Fame. This is quite. He's going to ramp up his Hall of Fame induction. This is quite rich that you're taking players who accomplished a lot and bringing Barnum. them down. It's taking Barnum. a coach who really hasn't accomplished Nobody much. Nobody himself more in up. the history of football Ooh. than Robbie Gold. Oh, you stop Robbie him now. Gold. What, what happened Gold to you today? Does a tremendous job. Never missed of, a postseason of, of field goal attempt. himself. Um, out there in the forefront to get himself put in a position where he can make things play. Oh, He's with the CDGA. That's, I didn't say it's that's a bad a good thing. Trait, you guys, man. for one reason or another, are taking it as a bad thing. He's no. one of the lead What's guys coming on out of your CDGA pie hole is a bad thing. You guys, like, what was PT Barnum's famous uh, famous? There's quote. a sucker born every minute. That's right. Oh, is that right? I don't think I knew that. That Thank was PT Barnum. Yeah, that's name is John Yerkovich. Thank you. All right, boys. What's the sure. <laughs> He we, didn't say anything did for the first Yurko. seven minutes. We did get Yurko to wake up. Yeah. He didn't we say did anything for the first seven That's minutes. That's why you guys let me sleep for the I, first uh, twenty. If I'm sitting here like an angry bear waking up from hibernation, let me be uninterested because I'm taking flamethrower. It's mad Eberflus. Like that's what gets him out of the. I love Eberflus. He's like a crazed bear that comes out of Eberflus will win ten games next year. And he'll be the coach for the next I four. Hope. All right. Look, look, there's nothing more that I want get, than a 10-11 win him. season. And Eberflus, like you strutting no, no, no. strutting around. Who's that? What, who, who knows? Who, who the hell now, knows? It's one of our guys. I'll see that here, Dan. You can take a look at look, it. Look, I would love that to happen. Right, a good a good uh, uh, OC, Eberflus taking it to the next level with an 11-win season. Yes. Thank you. Like I, that's where we're I would now. love it. And you I'm not going to cry about Harbaugh, and I'm not going to cry about the rest of them. The decision has been made. Who's your OC of Eberflus? Charge doesn't make a difference to me. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we'll let you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Whoever they hired, they hired.
The more important decision is not the coordinator. The more important decision is the quarterback and what direction they go there. That's not an Eberflus decision. I believe that's a Ryan Paul's decision. Yes. Hmm. So it's what direction they want to go to QB position is what I'm worried about. All right, boys. You got to do match up the quarterback with a good offensive coordinator. Listen, development in, in year four. I mean, you're you're pretty much there. Any development that's happening now is going to be incremental. Well, right. rookie, if you draft a if you draft right, a rookie Tommy, quarterback, at this though. point it's incremental. The only thing you can right, do, I think he means if you draft, oh, yeah, right. draft, you draft yeah, a rookie quarterback, yes. you got to yeah. got to develop him. Yeah, but not with Justin Fields. The right. development has happened. He is almost uh, there. Whatever he's going to be, he's almost if there. If you keep Justin, you have to Current get an offense that in, in which to thrive. A coordinator that complements. Yeah, everybody. Yes. Uh, I'm assuming a lot important. more of this, boys. It's yeah. So throw, you want to react to what Yurko had to say? Coach uh, killer. The bear is away. <laughs> Uh, the bear is away. <laughs> coach killer. That's three, you one, two, go. three, three, two, no, three. It's not true. I do that not want to kill good coaches. That ain't true. Three, 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 two, three, seven, seven, six. You're the first guy. Woo, Craig Council's I here. was not asking for David Ross's Manager job. Manager of the year, poor David Ross. But but I was happy that they went out and they improved themselves in a position. Who, who will improve more, Craig Council or Bellinger? Bellinger. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, players. It's, Let's uh, get off your it's ass. Let's make that signing. Um, All right, and, boys. And so All at right. 3 o'clock today, Carm, yes. we unveil oh, yes. the brand new segment. You you took a look at the list. I love The uh, 50 Chicago sports moments that you want to cut from your memory. I like it very much. This is brought to you by Great Clips. And uh, today we will uh, give you our first few items on our list. We won't go to number 50 today. I like it. We no. will go this is like Honorable a co- This is like the the college uh, basketball poll. Like you see the the teams on the bottom also receiving votes. Also receiving votes. I like it. These are the ones that did not receive the votes. So I want you to think in your brain of your lifetime the memories that you want clipped out of your brain. I like it very Including much. the good kids dismissing of Devin Hester's yes. career yeah, yeah. in Chicago. Williams, baby. The road All right, so yeah, we're three. keeping it here. You guys right. started at three. All right. Well, so we're starting at three. Yes. All right, boys. Have a great yeah. show. Yeah. We're keeping you it here. You can stay, Johnny, if you yeah. want. Yeah. Come on. He just stay. gave us. He gave you us. know what? Give us a PowerPoint on the, uh, the five oh, best, that. no, the five best qualities of our current head coach. Oh, I will. Uh, patience. That's number one, one of them? Number one. What's number two? Um, I, the Guns and Roses. Should we play some you patience serious? now? You, you balked on his second best trait? What's his second best trait? He said I'm going to have to think oh. about it. He's playing the Apple game, isn't he? I think so. He's in one of those moods. I guess. Look, I just want them to... I, look, ask some questions. You, you're upgrading everywhere else. Why aren't we... I know the ship has sailed, but... Yeah. Uh, now you got to get the OC right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Listen, how I've said this a bunch. How the the OC now is an enormously important, obviously, hire because that guy is going to be entrusted with quite a chore, regardless of what it is. He is going to be entrusted with quite a chore. Uh, by the way, Barstool Big Cat will be in studio today at four. I had quite a sad text exchange. With Big Cat and Friday after the Ring of Honor ceremony. Dobber down? Oh, like at 11.30 at night, the two of us like needed to be held. He Why didn't would, you go over to his place and hold each other? He, well, he's, uh, I, was, I was in the burbs. He lives in the city. Well, I mean, um, he, you needed uh, each we'll, other. We'll give, we'll give each other a hug today. Um, and then uh, Brock Heward is going to join us at 5. Now, you may ask, why Brock Heward today? Brock Heward 
uh, does a lot of the Fox games uh, in the Pac-12. So he has done a lot of Caleb Williams games. So we will ask him as a former quarterback what he thinks of Caleb Williams. And he also does a show out in Seattle where Shane Waldron is one of the uh, offensive coordinator candidates. Thank you. One of the OC candidates. And uh, we will ask him what he thinks of Shane Waldron. So it's sort of a double dip. Yeah. Yeah. He's always and he, he is he's sort of the waddle of Seattle. I mean, he played quarterback, but he's an affable guy. He's a left-hander, too. But you're not lefty. I know. That's what I mean. Pointing out differences. Um, He's like 6'5", 6'4". He's a great guy, though. He's a fabulous guy and good at his job. I believe he's been at his partner doing college games. I I think you're right. Yes, he is. Yeah. Uh, So, a lot coming up. 312-332-3776. Speaking of coaching, I wanted to play this from FS1. This was Jalen Johnson who is on today with Keyshawn Johnson uh, talking about Justin Fields. And he talks a lot about coaching here. He's obviously singing the praises of Justin. But notice how he talks about coaching. I mean, for me, being in it is tough. It's hard because you you know the talent that's there already. You know kind of the situation. And I think it is tough for I mean, me and him having different coordinators, different coaches, different regimes come in and out. And I think it's hard to truly adjust as a young quarterback being able to do that. But I definitely, for me, can see the talent that he has and practice the throws that he can make, the accuracy. But I think you can definitely tell when he's confident and when he's not confident, when he's settled in a pocket and when he's not. And he just kind of looks... I feel like a lot different. I think just going in and saying, oh, we'll just give it to him. He's not the answer. I don't think that's that's it. I think it's kind of taking the easy way out and making the coaches not take accountability because I think the coaches have a big part in developing the quarterback. And I think that he hasn't had an opportunity to truly be developed yet with now going on his third coordinator in his fourth year. So I think, honestly, just it's about the people around him, I think. And I think it starts with his quarterback coach. It starts with the offensive coordinator teaching and molding and building him into being that court, um, that quarterback. And I think even like Mahomes, I mean, he wasn't just who he was when he first came in. He was behind Alex Smith. He got built. He got molded into being who he is. So I think it's really about that part first. And then I think if you get some dogs around him, some O-line that can consistently hold up, I think a good running game, receivers. I mean, we got DJ and we were building some good things, I think, on offense. But we definitely need more, I feel like, as far as playmakers and guys to put him in the best position. So it sounds like a, well, one of our callers, right, talking about fields. But, like, the point is, going into the conversation that we just had, he really goes after the coaching staff. He yeah. talks about the coaching accountability. And, like, don't forget about this. I know Eberflus is the, a defensive guy. Manny Eberflus is the head coach. Right. So if there's someone who should be held accountable if Justin wasn't being developed correctly. Well, the head coach, you hired the wrong OC then. Exactly. Right. Or, or if things needed to be changed and Justin wasn't being developed correctly, that's also on the head coach. I would remind people as well. I went back and I wanted to see the numbers because when, when Patrick Mahomes was drafted, obviously they did have Alex Smith. And Alex Smith had, what, a 25 to 5 touchdown and interception ratio, was a pro bowler. And they won a, did they go to a playoff game and lose to they Tennessee? They lost to the Titans. Okay. The following year. He threw for like 4,200 yards yeah, that year, Alex right, Smith. Right. So the following year, in his first year as a starter, Patrick Mahomes threw for over 5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns. They won the Super Bowl, didn't they? Right. So it wasn't as if, like, it took them two, three, four, five years to develop Patrick Mahomes. 
So, I mean, I think my point is, is anytime you, I think it's unfair to compare any quarterback at this point to Patrick Mahomes. He looks to be a one-of-one one type of guy. Sure, sure. So Look, and, and, and uh, there are many different ways you can do it. Uh, like going back to the – I wanted to play that too because of the coaching aspect. Right. Like what Yurko was saying, that Matt Eberflus isn't just your defensive coordinator. Right. Like, oh, well, he won seven games and the defense turned it around. Matt Eberflus is responsible for what happened or what didn't happen on offense. And now if he's going to hire an entire offensive staff, that's that's under his that's under his watch. Let me ask so, you a question. So if he didn't get it right the first time hiring Luke Getze, right. why do you think they're gonna get it right this time? I think it's a fair question. I do. And I think all, what also is a fair question is is how much impact and input is the general manager gonna have with regard to the hiring of the new offensive coordinator. Because if the first guy didn't work out, knowing the the magnitude of the job he's going to be entrusted with, whether they draft Caleb Williams or Drake May or whoever it is at one, or you are now looking to move Justin into a different realm by bringing him along, that is an enormous hire. Is the GM going to have a loud voice in deciding who that offensive coordinator is going to be? I would argue that the uh, the, the general manager at this point would have as loud a voice, if not a louder voice. Because the existing head coach swung and missed the first time. Did, did, the, did the general manager not have a loud voice the first time? Don't know. My guess is, is that they, he allowed Matt Eberflus, probably, this speculation, to have final say with who this is on his staff. But if you're going to keep him, and he swung and missed with his two coordinators, his DC and his OC, are you just magically going to suggest that, well, because he's really good at this, he's going to get it right this time? Well, the only time he had an opportunity to put that staff together, they had to replace both guys. Both guys. And if he's and, still and in the entire place, offensive staff except the O-line coach. So I'm just asking the question that if there is not a track record of assembling an offensive, a good offensive staff, but you keep him in place, is somebody else then going to have more input and, and a larger impact on what that offensive staff's going to look like. And look, it, it, this isn't me bitching. This is this is such an important hire because what are you going to get out of Justin if you bring Justin back? And if you don't bring Justin back, what is your plan for developing the quarterback and getting it right this time? It's huge. And then not pulling the rug out from under another young quarterback where if you do fail, like if if now all of a sudden I don't want this to fail again. I don't want like I'm not rooting for Eberflus to fail. If they choose Caleb Williams and Eberflus gets fired next year, that's not what it's I want to ideal. happen. I want Eberflus then. If they choose Caleb Williams, I want Eberflus to be here for the next five years because that shows me they've had success. And then the rug isn't pulled out of another young quarterback. On the other on the other side of this, same thing is true. If you stick with Justin and bring in a new OC and it doesn't work, and then you have to get rid of Matt Eberflus, then your plan didn't work, and you've passed on the opportunity to draft somebody else. Yes, that's why I'm saying well, both like this. Ships have sailed. This you said ships. I, I said ships. Like, yeah. Look, this is an enormous hire, and this is why I'm asking the question. Do you believe that this is purely an Eberflus hire, or is this something where Ryan Poles is going to have a louder voice when he says, look, we like what you did. We, you've got these characteristics and these traits that we really like, and it's the reason why we're keeping you. But because 
the first OC didn't work and his staff didn't work, maybe this should be more of a collaborative effort right now. And by collaborative effort, I mean the GM may have the final sure, say. Sure, sure. Look, and I've heard Yurko say this, that you're going to get a three-year contract or four-year contract if you're the OC. You come in, you're going to have security in that regard. But if you're the OC and Eberflus gets fired and you're Thomas Brown, who they're interviewing today or they yesterday or whatever, he was the Carolina OC, young right. guy. Or you're Shane Waldron, who was just with Pete Carroll and is probably leaving Seattle to go somewhere else. Just because you're secure financially, you as an offensive play caller want to probably take the next step as a head coach. Sure. And if you're Shane Waldron in one year, you're calling plays in Seattle. And the next year, you're calling plays in Chicago. And then you lose your play calling gig two years in a row. Your ticket to be a head coach is probably not in the near future. It's lost. So, so yes, you're, you're secure financially, but that's not the way you zoom up the coaching ladder like Bobby Slowick is doing. Right. It's not the way you're doing it like Mike McDaniel has done. And, and some of these other young offensive guys, you want to go to a place where you know you're going to be calling plays for a good two, three years, and you're going to be on the head coaching shortlist like Ben Johnson is in Detroit. Look, I, I've said this a thousand times. It's worth repeating. This is not a personal attack on Matt Eberflus. I think we've all looked at some of the things that transpired this year, and we give him credit for it. I look at this situation the same way I look at the quarterback. Justin's not the worst quarterback in the National Football League. Justin does some really good stuff, does he not? Are you mo- it's you're you still are looking potentially to move on from him if you feel there is a better option. Well, even more so, what I've always said is that Justin's way better in my opinion at his job than Eberflus is at his. If you would rank the top 32 quarterbacks in the league, and rank the top 32 co- head coaches in the league, I believe Justin Fields is way higher on that list than Matt Eberflus. And that's a fair assessment. Because next year, Justin Fields is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. I know that for sure. If Matt Eberflus would lose his job with the Bears, I guarantee you Matt Eberflus is not a head coach next year. And I think that's a fair statement. And And again, I go back to... If you are looking to potentially upgrade yourself at the quarterback position, I don't know why it would be an obscene thought, especially with what has transpired over the last week to 10 days with regard to head coaching candidates. I don't know why you would take one approach with the personnel and the roster and take a different approach with the coaching. Right, right. I just like, so yeah, do we deserve it? Like Yerko said, I think that's the line that woke him up. Like no one really. It, this is sports. Does yeah. anyone really deserve it? This is this is our hobby. It, it, this, this is a hobby. This is what we do on our free time to quote have fun, and no one really deserves it. But I feel like uh, after all these years of, of never having a a true franchise quarterback, it's time to get this damn thing right. Yeah, it's time to develop a quarterback the right way. It's time to get the tools around him. It's time to make the choice. And get it right and stop saying, well, everyone else misses. So it's no big deal that we miss too. Well, there's a, not everyone had Patrick Mahomes as their favorite guy. So it's no big deal that Ryan Pace missed him too. Like enough of that. 
it's time that the Bears got theirs. It's yeah. it's, it's about time the Bears fans like whether you deserve unite, it or not. Like we right that we unite and love a quarterback together, and we all ride the rocket ship, like I like to say, and and blast off and and see where it could take us. In a football team, no more running backs and four yards in a cloud of dust and great defense and woof, woof, woof. Let's, let's take the rocket ship ride with a quarterback. Gang, you get in life what you're willing to tolerate. We're always going to tolerate Bears football, though. That's what you're going to get, then. Mike in Plainfield, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mike? How you doing, guys? Good, Mike. You know what? I, you know, I just don't understand how they say Justin Fields is, is not good in the pocket. If you watch his college career, that's all he did. That very, very seldom did he run. And again, big games, he would sit there, take shots in the pocket, like against Clemson. His college career, I think he had to run in the beginning of his career because he had to run. I don't think he wanted to. I think he had to. And then I think you got to look at the Bears have to look. Now, is he in, is he, you know, in bad habits now? Is he, is he not, you know, reading the field correctly? Cause he's, you know, are the guys open? I think this is all things that they have to look at. You know, as far as the other quarterback, I've seen them both a, a lot, very many games. May and William. I don't care for either one of them. In big games, I didn't see much I like. But like anything else, you cannot say what you'll do because you don't know what the offers are and you don't know how they feel about the other two quarterbacks. So I think there's a lot going into it. And it's a decision where, like you said, they have to make it. Now, as far as the head coach, I definitely do not. I believe Waddle. There's no way he's he's getting the final approval. He he had his he had his guys. They fired him all. He had his chance. His staff was no good. Now, why they kept him, I don't know. Maybe maybe they like him personally. Maybe they don't think he can pick a good staff. So I think that the GM will have the final show. And either way, I think I'll be heartbroken if they move on to the field. But if they do, I trust they will make the right choice. You'll be heartbroken, but you're going to trust that they're going to have make the right choice. Listen to your first point, Mike. Um, the, the Life at, at Ohio State's different than life in the NFL. I mean, that's just reality. So when you say, like, and you're right, I'm not disputing what you said at Ohio State. He was fabulous from the pocket. You know, life's different when you have a, a significant talent advantage inside your offensive huddle with Indiana and Illinois and some of the other schools. When you get to the NFL, the talent gap closes dramatically. And sometimes you have to read plays instead of reading them, you know, long to short. You have to read them short to long or vice versa. Like at Ohio State, I don't think you ever look to dump anything off. What you look to do is you had Chris Olave, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and you had... Uh, Garrett Wilson. At some point, that 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 post dig combo is somebody's getting behind the the Indiana safety. I'm just like, at some point, that's going to happen, and that's not necessarily going to happen with a certain degree of regularity against the Minnesota Vikings or the Green Bay Packers. It's just life is different. You could read the field in that manner. Sometimes in the NFL, because of what you're facing and the lack of you know dis, you know there's not a the. Same difference in your talent versus the opponent. You got to read the field short to long. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Forty five minutes right there of uninterrupted stuff with crosstalk and some of your calls. We'll take more of your calls uh, coming up. Also, we uh, start the segment at three of the fifty things we want to cut from our sports memories. 
uh, from the last 50 years in Chicago sports. It's brought to you by Great Clips. We'll get to that. That's going to be uh, some fun, even though they're down moments. We'll still have fun with that. But if you want to weigh in, uh, you can listen to us on the ESPN Chicago app. Download that wherever you go. You can take that with you. You can also listen to us, of course, on ESPN 1000, like always, 100.3 HD2. Uh, check us out on our YouTube page. It's YouTube Live, and then it's ESPN Chicago, and then it's twitch.tv slash ESPN 1000 Chicago. Barstool Big Cat coming up in studio at 4 and Brock Heward at 5. Waddle and Sylvie are back. Are back. Follow the show on Twitter at Waddle and Sylvie and at T Waddle 87. This is ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. They're not going to fire uh, Nick Sirianni in Philly, are they? Sounds like a, like just like most locker rooms. It sounds like they're going to bat for Sirianni. I don't know. They think that there is, you know, if the losing six out of the last seven, there's a lot of dysfunction inside that locker room, then I think there's a good chance they will do that. There's a history of it there, too. There's a history of pulling the plug and going in a different direction. Would you be interested in him here? Not necessarily. Not as an OC? He, no. I don't think he's no. got a history of calling plays, but yeah. him and Everflus worked together in Indy under yeah. Frank Reich. I think there are a lot of people right now that think Shane, the loss of Shane Steichen is something that kind of sunk their ship offensively. Now, you go to, to Indy and you see what they were able to do with Gardner Minshew. I mean, he had a, you know they had a good little run in, in, in Indy this year. Despite losing their quarterback early in the season, they nobody st- picked them to be a no, no. A, a, it was a, great, you know, a scrappy team. But still, eleven wins. Eleven wins is still eleven wins. It is, but you were one in six in your final seven weeks. Again, I, I think it comes down to the level of dysfunction that that exists inside that building. Think about it again. Like they 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 gave the job to to Sean Desai, right? Then took it away from him. I don't know if that was a Nick Sirianni decision or it was a Howie Roseman decision. And then you took that, the play calling duties away from him and you asked Matt Patricia to do it. I don't know if, whose decision that was. I mean, it's, it feels like it's a bit of a mess there right now. So maybe they're going to let things subside a little bit, take some time and then make a decision. But look, they, they cut ties with Doug Peterson, what, a year removed from winning the Super Bowl? Mm-hmm. They moved on quickly from him. So, I mean, like, precedent has been set in that city. Carl in St. Charles, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Carl? Hey, gentlemen. Thank you for taking the call. Can you hear me okay? Perfect. Sure. Yeah. Just got a quick question, observation. Uh, you guys are well aware the other day Mel Kuyper said you, know, you, oh, yeah. you could trade fields to the Falcons. And at the time, everyone's like, no, don't listen to him, crazy old man. It'll never happen. No. I guess he doubled down on this yesterday. Here's my question. I looked at the draft. And I said, you've got a young quarterback, an NFL veteran going into his fourth year, controllable contract, you know, fairly cheap for two years. you got to extend them. No real history of injuries. Very dynamic on the field. But we cannot get a first-round pick from the Falcons or the Raiders. And I watched something on YouTube saying that a team at the end of the first may be Pittsburgh, and even that was more of a pipe dream. You're talking – a second and a fourth, probably a third and a fourth. My question to you guys is real simple. 
why are we fighting so hard to hold on to somebody? Why is this even a debate? If you cannot get a quarterback who's not even in the prime of their career, a late first-round pick or his value is only determined as a second or a third, why would we even consider passing on the number one prospect? And however it's graded, whether I think it's Caleb personally, but that's kind of my question. And last thing, do you think Fields would have drawn more of a trade value if he was traded last season, meaning the end of his second season prior to this one? Thanks for taking the call. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say. I don't believe so. I think that his value, I think, went up based on how he played after coming back from his thumb injury. I think so, too. Yeah. And whether or not teams would be willing to give up a first-round pick. Like, I've heard people say that. Well, if no team is willing to give up a first-round pick, then why should you keep him? There's a lot that goes into that. There really is. Like, who's going to give up? Like, if you trade a first-round pick for him, you know, there's a potential you're going to have to, you're going to pick up the, the fifth-year option. I mean, I don't know where, where they're, I know the Bears have to make a decision if, if they're still involved by May. That decision will be made well before May. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't think that that's, I don't, I don't connect those dots as readily as others do. That if another team isn't willing to give you a middle or late first-round pick, why would you keep him? Just I, I just don't think it works that way for me. More of your uh, Bears calls. Also, Jalen Johnson uh, talks about what he wants from the Bears with his contract. And we start a brand new segment. 50 things we want to cut from our memory over the last 50 years. We'll bring that to you coming up next.